Addy. I feel like so much has happened since I last spoke to you. <laughs> I let down uh, the listeners. I let I let down my co-host, and I'm shamed for it. There's no shame here. There's no shame. When you go to Miami, all bets are off. And you were in Miami. Oh, boy, was I. <laughs> um, but we didn't do a podcast after what could be called the best weekend of football. I guess the good news is we got a good follow-up weekend here. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I mean, after last week's weekend of football, I needed to rest for about seven days. Uh, the dirty, <laughs> yeah. honest truth is that I recorded a uh, solo episode of the podcast. Oh, and it came out okay, and I was editing it, and was about two hours into the editing process, and damn near finished. And believe it or not, my computer decided it's a time, it's a good time to restart. You know, sua sponte, on its own, oh my God. didn't tell it to do it. It just said, I'm "Restarting now." And so I relaunched the web page where I was editing, and it was all uh, my progress was gone. So I was like, "It's a sign from the gods that we're not meant to podcast this week." How um how long were you able to go talking to yourself? You know, I had to cut myself off and I had gone about 45 minutes and I was like, you know, if anyone wow. listens to this other than me, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> and I was starting to have the kind of feeling of like, wow, I probably shouldn't do this. Like, who do I think I am that I can record myself speaking for 45 minutes and expect <laughs> even a single person to listen? <laughs> what? Like, where did, where did the conversation with yourself lead? Like, did you just go to like a dark hole? Yeah, I mean, like, it was, it was yeah. basically pregnant pause to pregnant pause uh, to even more pregnant pause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I powerful. Mean, it, it, I mean, it was great. And then I, I, I at one point developed this kind of tone of voice and manner of speaking that was just so foreign from my natural one. Because you were talking so much. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. this is, I, I don't even reckon. Who is um, even doing this podcast? Yeah, three versions of myself came out on that podcast, three different versions. Uh, I liked maybe one and a half of those versions. Long story short is I'm glad to have my faithful co-host back. Uh, and you survived Miami. Tell me, how was your trip? Uh, it was great. I'd say, you want to hear a crazy highlight? It's kind of a long-winded story, but it's it's well worth it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, do you remember this story from high school uh, where I mistakenly called, well, should I spoil this story? Oh, I have so many stories. In, in high school one year, I went to the Colts-Bears Super Bowl in Miami. I, there's, I've been to Miami twice in my life, really, maybe three times. Two of them for Super Bowls. Very fortunate. Um, but one time, I was at this restaurant called Prime 112, which is like the big steakhouse in Miami. And do you remember this story at all? I called one famous football player another famous football player. No, but this sounds like a great setup. Yeah, it's borderline racist until you Google it and realize they actually do look very similar. And I'm okay. willing to go to my grave on that one. Okay. But it was the night before the Super Bowl. Prime 112, like at the bar, and you're just surrounded by just like monsters of men. Which Super Bowl was huge guys? Colts Bears. Colts Bears. Okay. Oh six or something. Yeah. Oh seven. Yeah. 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 I guess right. We were probably juniors in high school, and I was with my dad, my dad's friend, and his son, and me and me and this other little you know kid from Long Island are just like looking around us, and these men are monsters, and I like turn to him, I go like, obviously they're all in the NFL, but you know they're offensive linemen, they're defensive linemen. Like, wouldn't it be great if Someone was here we can recognize, someone like LaDainian Tomlinson, who at the time was the MVP of the league. So uh, we ate dinner, whatever. We sit down, like think nothing of it. A-Rod comes by at one point, and I say, let's go Mets to him. And he turns around and says, I love the Mets, which was good. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of dinner, 
uh, we were like, my dad's or dad's or dad's were like, all right, go get, go get the car. So we get up, we're going to the valet. And on the way out, he like nudges me he's like, oh my God, Bennett, look who it is. Ladini Thompson. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. It's him. I totally recognize him. <laughs> he's like, you should go talk to him. I was like, okay. So I go up. I'm like, hey, big fan. And he like looks at me. He's like, hey. I'm like, yeah, LT. Like, it's amazing what you're doing. And he kind of like turned his, he turned away. And he was with these two like agent looking guys. And I'm like, hey, c- come on, man. Like, I'm a big fan, LT. Like, you're the best. I just want to say hi. No response turned his back at me. And the two agents like kind of come over to me after. They're like, yeah, that was messed up. I was like, I know. I'm just like, I'm just trying to say hi. I wasn't trying to like bother him or anything. It's like, no, that was Reggie Bush. <laughs> oh, dude. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, googling now. Reggie I think Bush. they look. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna let it go to the grave on this one. That it's um, totally guys with a very similar shaped head. Um, and pretty similar looking. And you don't really know what Ladainian Thompson looks like. I mean, you kind of do, but. You know what Reggie Bush looks like, I think. What's your okay. take? Um, look, let's chalk it up to uh, you don't really know what Ladanian Tomlinson looks like. And, yeah, I mean, if you don't. Dude, they have be... squished heads. They all yeah, have squished they, heads. They, they both have, have kind of squished heads. heads. They both have squished heads. They're both, they're about the same height. Okay. Uh, they have similar facial structures. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And plus, you were probably caught up in the moment. You you were excited because you knew it was somebody that you recognized, and your brain short-circuited, and you were like, oh, it's LT, plus your no, friend no, no. was there. the kid with me. No, the kid with me. Yeah, so he planted claims that. He knew, claims he was messing with me the whole time because I originally said, like, I would recognize LT. Oh, no, that's BS. That's BS. I, I call him BS on your friend or on your dad's son, your dad's friend's not, son. I, I got to find him. I, I, I should ask him. Was that the last time um, you saw him? Uh, like maybe very few times since. Yeah, <laughs> very few times. And okay, so anyway, this weekend I'm back at the same restaurant. And the story here goes that like Julia's mom's first kiss in like when she was 14 was like with the guy who now owns this restaurant. So the owner comes over. And he starts like talking to us. This and, like, is Prime One Twelve again. Yeah, same place. It's this oh, incredible, wow. very bizarre place where they charge way too much for food and serve like chicken and waffles and deep fried Oreos and steaks. Um, the L.A. Clippers were coming, right? Like they were kind of like coming when we left. But the guy, the owner's like standing with us, and he like he's like, "Oh, look who's calling." Guess who's calling him? Julia's mom. No, we're with Julia's mom. Oh, uh, uh... Like who actually, let me phrase it this way. Who would be the most exciting person to meet from a celebrity standpoint, from just like a, he's a sports figure, so sports hero standpoint, but also just physical presence. Who would be the most, most, the best person to meet? For you or for anybody? I would argue he's probably the coolest person to meet, like period, like out of anyone. I've now met him twice, which is amazing. You've met him twice. Well, that doesn't help, but, but just like, who would you, he's probably the most iconic at, or one of the top five most iconic athletes. Michael uh, Jordan. From, okay. That's like a number one, but physically this person's more. Oh, Shaq? Yes. Shaq. Oh, amazing. Shaq. So the guy's like, oh, Shaq's calling. I guess I got to give him his usual table, whatever. So Shaq walked, and then like the waiter like heard me going crazy. So when he walked in, he's like, your boy's here. And I turned around. And it's just a figure. Like, he's so big. There's just a wow. figure in, like, the doorway. 
So then me and Julia's dad are like trying to stealth, like take photos. And he's like, so and he's like flashing photography all over the place and it's going disaster. But the owner then doesn't have Shaq's table ready. So he needs to stall. So what does he do? He brings Shaq over to meet Julia's mom. No way. And Shaq's now at our table and he's like hugging and taking pictures with Julia's mom. I'll send you the picture. It's unbelievable. No to see this guy. That's and so he's wearing cool. this huge chain, like blinged out. I'm like, hey, Shaq, is that is that real? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you know, buddy. Oh, it was wow, so man. funny. While we're sitting, this Wait. other guy runs up. A guy runs up and tries to sell Shaq his shoe back. He's like, yo, Shaq, I got your shoe from like 07. Like, uh, I'll sell it back to you if you want. He's like, oh, okay, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny it was one of the most surreal scenes just this like you have no idea how big this man is like height width like but now he's a little bit jacked because i think he's been getting in shape he's just a a figure of a man i i couldn't i couldn't believe it so that was the highlight of miami is just face to face or I, I was sitting so he was even bigger but just like this beast dude that's incredible he's like uh a living legend because he's definitely one of those people who is more than just a sports icon people just know Shaq. They're like, oh, Shaq. I mean, they may not recognize him like you would. Although, probably no. You can't miss him. You can't miss him. Right. What would you What would you rank him in terms of athletes you would want to meet, or you would want to see? Sorry, like you would want to have one word. Like, not sit down and have like a, you know, you're not like dissecting his brain and like having like a conversation about his career. Just a guy to like spend a minute with. Yeah, I mean, Shaq's probably up there. Uh, I mean, I think there are some NFL players that are probably higher on my list. Like, I'd be down to meet Tom Brady. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd be down yeah, to meet Brady's your boy Peyton. Uh, yeah, it'd be Peyton's kind of interesting cool. to meet Belichick, not from, like, a physical standpoint, but just, like, what are you, like, you know, what is it like to be in your presence? Because you just are a complete weirdo. But, yeah, I mean, Shaq's got to be up there, man. Shaq, I mean, I guess MJ, right? MJ yeah. is definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Le- LeBron there. would be interesting to meet. Yeah, that's a great one, though, dude. That's one of the best I've heard. Apparently, Kawhi Leonard was upstairs at the time. <laughs> the hell is that guy doing he's now missing another complete season it's ridiculous I have no like idea. that that he he would be i would put him in like the belichick camp of like give me like five minutes it would be a, a lot more interesting than the with one Kawhi. yes really yes if you if, if Kawhi couldn't go anywhere and had to talk to me for five minutes i would like to pick that guy's brain just about like what makes him tick interesting dude he's such like a no? weird i mean such a weird star i mean he's yes he's not in why like is that... he so weird well, he's just not – he's just like this weird – well, it's, I keep saying weird, but he's a almost understated superstar who is in a lot of ways under the radar unless he's the entire radar. That one 2019 Raptors season where he just completely took the league by storm after missing an entire year and a half or whatever it was with an injury and then just like made Toronto win the championship, that was nuts. But then it's like he's faded from – the scene and then he left since then and then yeah. he left he, he ran that off season too yeah he won the the championship then the off season yeah he had yeah the, the what it do baby quote you seen that one no i, don't remember, I remember his, i just remember his laugh his his <laughs> yeah there's so he's such a weird he's just such not a superstar who's who's a total superstar <laughs> yeah it's so true it's he true. intrigues me but anyway from a weird guy um, so I think we saw a performance for maybe one of the coolest guys in sports right now that will not be forgotten anytime soon. I mean, that Joe Burrow guy, he's so cool. So cool. Uh, it's, so cool. And, it, and it's, it's funny because if he, I mean, if he were to lose, you wonder if 
we'd be saying the same things, you know, even after he's kind of willed them into the playoffs, had them win last week, this week, the first, the wildcard game against the Raiders. If he were to lose, would the aura wear off of him? Or now, after this win, is he kind of cemented as just like the new Joe Cool, as Joe Burr? And I don't know, because it's like, once he's got the reputation, whether or not it's true or not, it just seems like it's going to stick. And this is going to be like his rap until proven otherwise. It's like, this guy is just calm, cool, always has a witty thing to say, has this kind of grin on his face and this confidence that seems like precocious for a 25-year-old. But he did this at LSU. They weren't supposed to be good at LSU. And like, sure, he had Jamar Chase and uh, Jefferson on the same team. Like now in hindsight, it seems like. And they had the guy, the whoever, I think the uh, the running back got drafted too, right? So they had like this star-studded team, but I mean, they were not supposed to be a good team, LSU. And he yeah. just he just found a way. You know, they're beating Alabama in the national championship, right? Wasn't that the game? Yeah. I mean, he just found a way to get it done. He's he's just a winner. I don't know. It's just a winner. Yeah. No, he's a total winner. But I mean, I guess another way to put it is the way Damashek put it, which is, if this guy loses games but still behaves the way that he's behaving, is he just Baker Mayfield? Oh, oh, no way! Because he's way more understated than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he is, and he's got that swagger. Remember, we were talking about at the beginning of the year when Baker makes a big play, he like has to freak out and flex and like yeah, yeah, and, and wildly kind of swing his arms and carry on. And Burrow does the kind of thing that I think is cooler, which is like, he just makes some badass run, gets smashed at the end, but then he like stands up and does a cool like, you know, in- intense, but like a cool, simple one movement, first down symbol. Uh, and then gets back to the huddle, you know? And it's like Baker's yeah, like him- carrying on for 20 minutes and then throws an interception the next play. Him just sitting on the water cooler at the end of that game, kind of just like in this zone. I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's a special breed. Even if you were a loser, he'd still be a super likable guy. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, it's it's he's definitely taking the nation by storm right now, and his legend is about to get crazy because he's like this young, attractive, really calm, uh, like white guy who looks like what you'd imagine uh, a NFL quarterback looks like. You know, the, the true Americana version of an American quarterback. <laughs> it's like dirty blonde hair guy, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and then his press, his postgame conferences are hilarious, too. It was a couple weeks ago when, I mean, now it's like a month and a half ago when they beat the Chargers. Crushed him. Was he, like, wear, he was wearing a crazy outfit? No, not that, but, like, somebody asked him after on Monday after the game, because the game was on Sunday, and they said, uh, Joe, after watching the game on tape, do you think, you know, do, do you think about anything differently about how it went on the field versus how it felt in the moment? And he says, we all saw what happened. Like, it felt that way too, you know, and it was like, he basically was like, we, we killed these guys and that's what it felt like. And you know, what you saw is how it felt to me. It's like, we kicked their ass. And you're just like, dude, you're a monster. And then the comment yesterday where somebody asked if he, his, his diamonds were real on his necklace. Yeah. Was, it was, was a like, chat question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what you're referring to. And he's like, I make too much money for this to not be real. <laughs> yeah. It was like, dude, that's like a crazy thing to say, but also I'm here for it. No, for the record, I asked Shaq that question before uh, they asked Joe Burrow that question. Mm, all right, fair enough. He's <laughs> a trendsetter. Yeah, and that's to say nothing of like how he was in the field. A lot of stuff broke his way, but so what? That's how it goes in the NFL. A lot of stuff breaks a lot of people's ways. Tom Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady if not for the Tuck Rule game, right? Um, I was watching like watching for moments in this Chiefs game 
where things could have gone just so differently. For instance, on, uh, I think it was, I, I don't know exactly remember what was happening in the game at this point. Towards the end of the game, Burrow is rolling out to his right and just is throwing the ball away and throws the ball that gets almost intercepted, gets dropped. He's throwing it out of bounds, but he doesn't get it out of bounds. And the Chiefs linebacker kind of slides down to try and catch it, and the ball just falls out of his hands. And then on the next play, they got like a first down and then went to score a touchdown on that drive. And it's like, okay, imagine if that guy, had the Chiefs defender, had intercepted the ball. This would be a completely different game, different outcome. But it's like, so what? That's how it goes. It's like, you're not, you're not a legend just because you get it right all the time. Sure, you get lucky. And then what happens on the next play is like, you take advantage. You got another opportunity. So he sees the moment and was like, boom, watch this. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have given me another opportunity. It's the kind of stuff you say about Brady. You give him another chance. And it's like, well, shouldn't have done that. You used to say that about Mahomes until yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to be a thing now for Mahomes where they just fall apart. It's it's not just the, um, you know, it's not just the Bengals, although the Bengals have now done this to them twice where they are winning big and then all of a sudden, what the hell? Bengals are back in it and winning the game. Not great. Not great for the Chiefs. Uh, and then the other game was, was a bit weird too where you had just the Rams seemingly like should have been up significantly at least by like 10 points at half they had Stafford throwing red zone interception on like the first drive or something or second drive second drive because they went three and out the first drive uh and then they missed a 54 yard field goal before the half and so it's like that's just 10 points right off the board uh and I don't know the Niners just didn't seem like they had it and then all of a sudden the Niners are up by 10 points and you're like what the hell's going on here uh only to have Jimmy G fall apart and then Stafford Stafford I mean jumping around a lot but Stafford got lucky too with that dropped interception by uh, whatever that the guy with a funny first name, Jock, Jockwiz or something, uh, Tart. Jockison, yeah, Tart. but that, I don't know. you know, it's like that ball was almost thrown like a punt. You know, it's not an easy thing to necessarily come down with. No. Uh, although it just looked super, super painful. And obviously the, the defender was beating himself up about it. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't was... like it wasn't like a you know the, the easiest ball to catch. No, true. And there were ten minutes left in the game. Like even if that turnover happened, the Rams yeah. are still on three points. It's not like that would have been like the most game changing thing. Before we get into the games, though, I do want to get into our sponsors. Cue the intro guy, and then run through our bullshit for this week. You know, do it. Uh, my sponsor is AMP Tire and Auto Service. Lend my lend uh, loaned loaned my car to my roommate the other day. Never had any tire problems the entire time I've had this car. Two and a half years. Get it back, and he's like, hey. There's a little notification on on your dashboard. Ooh. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Like, yeah, it just says your tire pressure is low. And I'm like, the tire pressure is low? What the hell? Okay. So I go out and check it out, and I'm like, okay, is the tire pressure low? Do I have a flat tire? So I have these run flat tires on my Mini Cooper where you're essentially able to drive for 100 miles or so on a quote-unquote flat tire because the tires just don't get, like, fully flat, and there's no spare on the car. Uh, you just can't drive really fast, and you can definitely notice when the tire is flat. You can't drive fast? What does that mean? Like, you can't drive – it says, like, don't drive faster than 50 miles per hour. And, like, be Ooh. careful when you're braking. So, it's, like, basically enough – they want it to be so that you can drive to Just a service to station. Shop. Yeah, exactly. Get to A&P. Get to A&P. Right. Exactly. So, I was like, okay, well, there's definitely – this is a flat tire because I pulled the car out and was, like, driving it around. I was like, oh, man, you can freaking feel this. And then I put the window down and you could hear, like, a clicking. And I was like, there's definitely a freaking nail on this tire. So, my roommate, who's a really handy guy and uh, also Mexican – and therefore speaks the native tongue of a lot of the people who live in Los Angeles and a lot of the people who are proprietors of auto parts shops and, you know, auto mechanics uh, stores. 
So that, that, that part's going to come in later in this story. So anyways, we take my car to the gas station, fill up the tires with air. All of the tires needed some air and then found the nail in the back right tire. Like, you know, can we just pull this out or or what? And he was like, oh, yeah, let's just pull it out. And this will be the kind of tire that will close itself up again. And I was like, I don't think that that is how this is going to work. I think the tires are going to get flat. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So anyways, he was like, no, no, Goodyear's got this new technology. And I was like, but these are hand-cooked tires. He's like, well, that's a good point. So anyways, I went to AutoZone because I was like, you know, maybe he's right, though. I'll just ask the AutoZone guy what he recommends. And I said, hey, do you have any needle nose pliers? Because I'm going to try to pull the nail out of my tire. He said, don't do that. First of all, these, these pliers cost 14 bucks. And you can just go to an auto body shop, spend 20 bucks and have them pull the nail out and patch the tire. Boom. And I was like, what do you recommend? And he was like, why don't you go to this one on Sunset, Sunset Boulevard, down by Guisados, the taco place. So I was like, great, let's do that. So I didn't get the needle nose pliers, went back to my car, drove it down to this auto service place. My Mexican roommate turns it on. He gets out, speaks Spanish to these uh, mechanics at this store, you know, just kind of rapid fire bobbity bob bobbity bob this is what's happening this is what's happening and the guys are like oh yeah no problem 20 bucks they fix it they pull the car off like they literally i pulled my car into the garage they wheel this thing out that it's basically a jack but like a hardcore jack that does the jacking work in two seconds props up the car two seconds pulls off the wheel with you know those guns that you, that you have in like the pit of nascar <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> pulls that out Takes, my, takes the wheel over, rips out the thing, basically fixes the tire in about five minutes time. I pay 20 bucks. The guy's like, you need the new tires. We can order them for you. Here's a quote for that. Yeah, so boom. AMP Tire and Auto Service is my sponsor for this week. Well, very nice. Let me, um, let me ask you a question there. Your roommate driving the car when presumably the, the nail went into the tire. Mm-hmm. Who picks up the 20 bucks? I mean, I did, and... I think that's the right way to go because ultimately it wasn't his fault. It's like, unless he was driving through deliberately driving through a, a, a pile of nails. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I picked it up. I was like, you know, it's a hazard of driving. It's not like it was some kind of freak accident or, or even if it was a freak accident, maybe I would still pick up. Yeah. I was going to say, what if, if he got like hit damage your car severely, would you pick it up? It's a tough, it's a tough question. I mean, it's exact. It's it's all the reasons why you don't want to lend somebody your car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No good's gonna come from it. Yeah. So I dealt with all that BS, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I the fact though that I I live in an area of town, or maybe all areas of town are like this, but it seems like there were so many auto mechanics on the way to the one that I went to down by Misados, the tackle place. I passed probably five other auto body shops, and I was like, I hope the AutoZone guy who told me to go to this one is right, because you know there's a lot of options I'm passing up. But yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> Great. A&P, let's go. A&P. It's a, weird, it's a weird name, though. A&P, Tire and Auto. It's like, ugh. A&P and Tire and Auto. It's just a lot of ands and stuff and a couple of percents. Anyways, what's your sponsor? Uh, on my way to Miami, I spent one night in this magical place called the Guitar Hotel. <laughs> Have I spoken about Guitar Hotel on past podcasts? Because I spend most of my days pitching the Guitar Hotel to people. Well, yeah. I mean, you did, you did before. Now you've been to, you've been to the mountaintop, so to speak. So maybe you should tell us about it. It's it was a place unlike any other. The doorknobs are guitars. The hand sanitizer, a guitar shaped sanitizer. Everything themed like a guitar, and then the building itself, a beautiful guitar. And I thought I was like being funny. I was like, "Ma'am, where is the best place to take a picture of this guitar?" It was like you know seven thirty. 
they got beautiful lights going on the guitar. And she's like, go down this way, go down this way, go down this way. So she sends us on a hike, basically. I mean, it's down a few paths. And there's, I, I'm not joking, like a hundred people out there taking pictures of the guitar. It was incredible. I mean, did you, and, is, uh, did you have like the photographic evidence? Are you, is this something you can, you can share, put in show notes? Yeah, I can put it in show notes. It's a great, it's a great photo. It's a beautiful guitar. They put the lights for the strings. And they really got it going. Uh, and that was the magical place where I was like, you know, coming off a bachelor party, I was pretty dead. And I was like, I'm going to sleep early. Yeah, yeah, the Bills or Chiefs are playing. Okay, it looks like it's going to be a blowout, whatever. I'm going to bed. And I got to my room around like, you know, nine. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to bed, am I? <laughs> and uh, stayed up to watch the rest of the game at the Guitar Hotel. Wow. Are the TVs any different? No, those were, those were pretty, pretty standard. The room itself was maybe less guitar themed than one would hope, but the rest of the place was very guitar themed. What's the point of this? Is there some kind of like guitar shop sponsor? Well, it's it's a hard rock. Oh, hard okay. Rock. So is it is a hard it's rock a type people? Hard rock type people there? Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was deep Florida, like casino packed with not a mask in sight on a right. Sunday like day. Masks like, like and these, aren't allowed. <laughs> and like old like. Like old people who it's like, like, hey, I like, you don't look well. You should not be in a public place, maybe, or at least be wearing a mask. Not like sitting at a blackjack table smoking a cigarette right now. It's Sunday in the middle of the day. Whoa, smoking inside? Oh, yeah, it's Florida. You can smoke inside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Florida's got no rules, man. <laughs> wow. You do it. I mean, okay. Like, I guess that could be cool in some situations, not the smoking inside the uh, state having no rules kind of thing. Like, I don't think it has like an income tax or something, right? Or a really low yeah. one, maybe. Yeah, uh, no income tax. But I mean, smoking inside kind of sucks for everybody who isn't smoking. Yeah, kind of. In a casino, it, it actually kind of adds to like the, mm. the, the feel of the place. Um, but yeah, restaurants and stuff. I guess I'm not sure if they do it in like normal restaurants. This was also, I mean, this is Indian Reservation plus Florida. I mean, that's lawless. Yeah. Total lawless. Wow. Except for you no see... craps for some reason. Really? Yeah, no dice games. And I, <laughs> I know it was all like digital roulette too, so it was all card games. Wow, that sounds like a great experience for you, man. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> Quite a highlight. Quite a highlight. Speaking of highlights, we got a lot to get to, Bennett, so let's cue the intro guy. Cue him. From AdBam Studios, coast to coast, this is The Three Point Conversion with Bennett Mayrock and Addy DeSessa. Okay. Welcome to another episode of The Three Point Conversion. For Bennett Mayrock, I'm Addy DeSessa. Championship weekend is in the books, Bennett. Hey, how long did we go before even queuing the intro guy? Like 28 minutes. Wow. Oh, yeah. A lot to catch up on. I mean, that's a lot to catch up on. We didn't even really talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Just Joe Burrow being cool. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about Shaq. We talked about auto bodies. Uh, we talked about giant guitars where people sleep for a small fee. Quite a large fee, actually. Strangely <laughs> okay. expensive place. Only could, only could afford one night there. Well, I mean, that's because you live in a state like uh, that does have an income tax. So people down there in Florida, they got all that extra, extra fuck you cash. Keep it a guitar. Put it right into the guitar. Yeah. 
Hey, so uh, the Super Bowl is set, man. And uh, I don't think either one of us predicted Bengals-Rams, although maybe you predicted the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. You remember? Yeah, I always. I don't think I picked them preseason, although I might have. I've been big on the Rams for a while. And I said it, I think, and I don't know if I, it's necessarily happened, but what I said, if you recall, once the regular season ended was, I don't think we've seen the Rams play their best game yet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I still don't know if we've seen them play their best game yet, which is scary. Uh, that's like actually Aaron a good Donald point. was kind of a non-factor last game, and that's probably the best player in, like, football, period, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you say that, because that's, that's kind of my conclusion of the game. I was like, this just seems like a Rams team that it was the longest season ever. They played three playoff games. And I still feel like they need more time together to gel and try and put it all together at the same time. Because there's different games, different parts of the team seem to be excelling. And then other times it's like that part that excelled the week before is now sucking. And it's like, what's up with these guys? Uh, and I don't know, maybe to, like it, it just makes it really difficult to predict whether they're going to come out and crush the Bengals or they're going to have like, who are these guys? Cooper Cup is so good. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. Odell Beckham is, you know, he, he's, you know, a guy built for the, the spotlight. So he's in it and he's stepping up and playing really well as well. And, uh, you know, in terms of their other acquisitions, Von Miller's had some really good games last yeah. few games. Yeah. It, it's, it's the kind of stuff, though, and this is true a little bit with Aaron Donald, where it's like, it's not like he wasn't, it was a non factor in this game. His name just doesn't show up on the stat sheets or doesn't end up in the name of or in the mouth of the announcer a lot because it's like stuff that's happening that's creating pressure on Jimmy G let's say uh that like Von Miller for instance didn't have a tackle until the end of the third quarter and it's like yeah but he was still like you know I just watched this game I just rewatched it before this and so it's like he's still kind of creating problems and disrupting but yeah he's not showing up on the stat sheet and it's like they got a bunch of guys who are doing that uh last week like Jalen Ramsey hasn't had an interception like I don't know how long even though Jimmy G wanted to throw him the ball at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? What was that? That was a bad one. Like, <laughs> I don't blame the 49ers defender for dropping that huge one. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, just like a ball thrown at his chest. It's like, come on, man. I know. It's like, it's almost like they're not looking at the ball because they're just like so focused on sixing it. I think they're so excited to take it for six. Although, speaking of taking it for six, freaking uh, Cooper Cup, he freaking dropped a touchdown. And it was like, wow, man, that was bad. And then Skowronic dropped a touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the one I'm thinking of. That was pathetic. Well, but literally, the, like, two, the player two plays before, Cooper Cup. Well, actually, it was two plays before. Because Cooper Cup dropped one where he was, like, streaking across the middle. And, like, if he had caught it, there was no one who was going to catch him. He was going to run for a 45-yard touchdown. And then the next play, he caught an eight-yard pass by, like, diving, making this epic catch. And you're like, well, you, you catch that one, but not the, <laughs> not the easy one over the middle. Yeah, and then the next play, Scal Roddick is the one is dropped it in the freaking end zone. You're like, oh my god, two drop touchdowns in three plays is like crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, you know, I, I guess we'll talk about who we like in this game. But it's it's a it's such a tough call. So it's yeah. like, okay, we haven't seen the Rams play their best game yet. Who's to say they're going to put it together here? And then yeah. on the other side, you got this team who just whatever whatever it takes, they're able to like rise and meet the challenge. And they do really have so many weapons and they have a defense that was able to step up and play so well uh, in the second half of that game. I, I don't think, I don't think I'm ready to, to make a pick on this game yet. I don't know about you. No, I'm absolutely not. I need definitely, it would be interesting to make a pick now and then have a pod next week and make a pick then to see if it's the same pick. 
but I need to I need to think about this. Second guess myself, third guess myself, or whatever I think. Triple guess myself. How do you say that? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I I don't really want to pick this game. I also don't really want to cheer for either team because I kind of want both teams to win. Like it's got appealing narratives for me from either angle. The Joe Burrow one is is look at this young guy who got his knee blasted nine months ago or whatever it was. Now it's like twelve. Uh, these yeah. guys won four games last year uh, and two the year before. And even during this year, there was points where they were like, oh, well, those guys are fucked. You know, like they just, they're, they're a year away. And then to go on this ridiculous playoff run. Where they, they only won four games last seed. year? What's that? They only won four games last year? Yeah, they went four, 11, and one. Oh, my God. Yeah. For some reason, That's... I thought they were like, you know, six or seven. Like we're mediocre. Four. Yeah. Zach Taylor, their head coach, no matter what happens this offseason, is going to start his next season as head coach, which I guess will be his fourth, with a 16-32-1 record, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Wow. I mean, it's like a terrible record for a head coach. It's worse than, like, you know, guys who have been fired. Freddie Kitchens has a better overall record. But, yeah, it's like this came completely out of nowhere, and it's still so weird to me to say that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl because you and I grew up after the Bengals had made it to the Super Bowl twice in a decade, after the Bengals had, you know, had even played a, their last playoff game, which was like won their last playoff game in 1991, maybe something like that. Uh, and it's like, so we just always thought of the Bengals as like the shitty team that well, really you thought of them as not well, a shitty team. There obviously were periods that were really, really bad, but there were also like Carson Palmer Andy Dalton, like probably my peak football watching, you know, they were, um, they just kept getting crushed by the Steelers. The Steelers just broke their will, but they were, they were kind of a, a relevant team for a good chunk of time there. No, I mean, I, I agree. And I, we talked a couple of weeks ago about those Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer yeah. battles that they had. That was epic. But that was, what was crazy about those was they were, in, in my view, they were so out of character. Because when I thought of the Bengals, I, the, the one Bengals quarterback from my childhood that I always remember is John Kitna. It's like John Kitna was the Bengals guy, and they had Corey Dillon who Corey you know, Dillon, yeah. rushed for like 281 yards, which was a record at the time in a game. Um, but they were just not good. So the Par- Carson Palmer era, I mean, I guess they had the first overall pick that year. Yeah. And then they got a pretty high pick what, 10 years later when they drafted Andy Dalton. It was still trying to them trying to break the kind of – pattern of the Bengals are not good or the Bengals are just the one of the league's basement dwellers but it was always Browns you know Bengals were slightly better than the Browns yeah always yeah that was my but, mindset no I, I think that's fair I think that's fair I mean also the Browns didn't exist for a hot second so it's like they they almost had to deal with this expansion team vibe without with while still being a historic franchise in the NFL this is interesting you know the Ravens when they moved to Baltimore agreed to like not take the history of the Browns franchise with them. So it's like all the records, the franchise records and things like that of the Browns that eventually became the Ravens are still the Browns records, even though that franchise, that specific franchise moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens. Kind of weird. Like huh? all, all the players on the team switched over. Cause the Ravens didn't do it. Maybe like, switched over. Well, what are you saying? You're saying they moved the Browns moved to Baltimore. Yeah. Did the players move? Yeah, and the players moved too. But I'm saying yeah. like 
but like so the, the history, records, it's just like it was almost like everyone got traded to a different team instead of continuing yeah. with the same franchise that was in a different city. And like the Ravens began in nineteen ninety six as if they were an expansion team with like clean clean record books. All the records that they had accrued when they were the Browns became the you know were just the records of the Browns, even though there was no Browns franchise anymore. And so when the yeah. new Browns franchise like started, it was like, hey, we already have this whole history because the old Browns left this history here as part of their like deal to leave the city. And they, and they left the name the Browns, obviously. Kind of yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyways, yeah. for me, it's, it's, still, it's still nuts to have the Bengals be in the Super Bowl. Really happy that they got a new uniform for it. You know, like that they're not <laughs> using their shitty yeah. old uniforms. You, you've been on the Bengals uniforms for, for much of the season. I, it's almost like we should have, uh, you know, we should have known because we've talked a lot about probably most, more than any other teams. The, the most uni watched. Well, the, the the Bengals and the Rams. Yeah. Because like, the Rams have that have that bone jersey, which I you know I don't know if they actually do wear it. Sometimes that website that I use is just wrong. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good timing because it's like when the Rams went to the Super Bowl in 2018 with that kind of weird old uniform slash partially new uniform. It's like ah oh, man, it's really a bummer that they're showing up in the Super Bowl with this half-assed uniform. That you know, like they had this this helmet that had a blue ram horn on it, or, or sorry, a white ram horn on it, and a white face mask. So there's like no yellow or no gold on the helmet, but then there was gold on the jersey and gold on the pants. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you haven't figured yeah. this out yet. This really they kind of they kind of looked like an XFL team though on Sunday. Who the Rams? Yeah, that like blue with the yellow. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't love that look. Yeah, I don't love it either. But it's gonna it's it was a decent contrast, and it'll be a decent contrast for the Super Bowl, which is which is uh, important. You need to watch note to 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 make later uh, about this game, but I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to. Spoil Have they it. announced they announced uniforms? Or you're, you're guessing they haven't announced it yet, but there's there's an interesting quirk. Uh, I I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil. Okay. It. Okay. Uh, just recapping the games real quick, man, or some of the fallout yeah. from the games. Great games, yeah. Not as good in some ways as the games last week, but like the stakes were just so high. And there's something about when you're watching the game, realizing, wow, if these guys win this game, they're going to the Super Bowl. That just makes the game feel really intense the entire time, even if there are lulls in the action. Um, but I don't, the Chiefs collapsed. And it's just, like, is Mahomes starting to get shaky in crunch time? Well, this is a question I put on, I put on the agenda because I think it's, it's pretty fascinating. It's like, what, what do we make of this guy right now, where he's at in his career? Got the early Super Bowl, but had these brutal losses both times to Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and now you get this one to Burrow, and it totally was a collapse. Like, if they did anything in the second half, they would have won this game. And then if he can come out and be halfway confident, like in overtime, he looked, you know, like a deer in headlights the entire time. Should have been picked off three times or whatever, and he finally got picked. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, like, who, who is this guy? There's no, really big- no parallel. It's a great question. I, I wonder if he's – so Peyton didn't get to the Super Bowl and didn't have that early Super Bowl win in his career. But in some ways, Peyton was, like, the best still. For, you know, the way that Mahomes is often regarded as the best quarterback in the NFL early in his career. I felt like Peyton achieved that status pretty early. But the difference, obviously, is the early Super Bowl. Mahomes yeah. probably would be very Peyton-like had he, you know – lost that Super Bowl to the Niners, which they were down, you know, they're down by 10 points and then scored 21 in the fourth quarter in that Niners Super Bowl. Um, Ooh, so, I, I mean, with a, with a, 
pretty good. I think I was going to say it's it's like a little different, obviously, because Peyton was was stuck in the playoffs, would lose playoff game, would you know lose in the AFC playoffs before getting to the Super Bowl. But in some ways, it's like, damn, dude, Mahomes is very very Manning like, where he's like the best. Everyone kind of agrees that he's the best, but then at the end, he can't we can't close the deal. What about Russell Wilson? What about Russell Wilson? It's kind of like this guy. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, I think Mahomes has had better seasons than he did. But Russell got that Super Bowl early and then had a few just heroic, you know, the the, the pick six and, uh, you know, uh, the Malcolm Butler pick six and just, uh, you know, a couple bad losses and kind of team starting to fall apart around him. I, I don't know. That could be an interesting comparison. It is, that's Still, you know, point. top five guy. Yeah. But he, maybe maybe he just doesn't have the goods that we always thought he you know because he won that early Super Bowl that we always thought he he had and it was going to mount it. Yeah, I mean it's it, to me an interesting comparison is like uh, not in the same sport, <laughs> so bear with me here. But uh, do you watch tennis at all? Uh, a little bit. So Andy Roddick, sure, was like this hot young star, and people were like, "This guy's going to walk through majors." He's going to rack up the trophies. And then he didn't. And he won one early one in 2003. He won the U.S. Open. But what happened was he ended up playing in the era with the three probably best players of all time in Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Like, of all time. And you wonder. And, and, and Roddick still got to the finals. There was all these epic Wimbledon finals he had with Federer. He got to the finals of uh, the Australian Open. Got to the finals of the U.S. Open. So he, you know, he was a contender and was a top 10 player for much of his career. In fact, most of it, most of his, you know, significant career, uh, playing career. But he never had the championships. And so in some ways, I think Mahomes could be like that. You know, he got this early Super Bowl, is still regarded as incredibly successful. And, and you can see why. He's clearly got these incredible skills, has gotten really good results in the regular season and in the postseason. Getting to the AFC Championship game four years in a row is pretty great. But then it's like, uh, is he going to win more Super Bowls? I don't know. And the team gets older around him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he's good, he's like that first half. It was like, you know, I'm texting all these guys. And it's, it's over. You know, <laughs> put it in the books. It was just like, it looked like a, a story we had seen before. The Chiefs just rolling. Uh, and he just, it just turned south. Like, you know, he, the first half he could run around and do no wrong and find an open receiver. Second half he'd run around and like get strip sacked. It was awful. It's a lot has been said about this, but I do, I, you know, I do think that there were two plays in that first half that completely changed the rest of the game, even though the consequences weren't going to play out in, for, you know, the next 30 minutes uh, of the game. Before but the half. The, before the half, throwing the ball to Tyree Kill, like uh, the one place that Mahomes couldn't throw it. They had no timeouts left, couldn't stop the clock, and he throw it in there on the two-yard line or whatever, and he throws that little flare yeah. pass in the flats to Hill, who gets tackled. Half ends with no points. Or did it, maybe the half didn't end right there. Did the half end right there? Yeah, no, that was the end of the half. Okay, yeah, so that was the end of the half. But then before that, on the drive before, when the Bengals got the touchdown, uh, the P-Rine, the, the little screen pass to the running back. Yeah. And it's like – so many missed tackles on that play. That was a huge touchdown. And it's just like, wow, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. All of a sudden, the Bengals have scored. And, like, all of a sudden, it's only an 11-point deficit, which was the yep. same 
deficit that, that they were in last uh, week before, like the psychic boost to the Bengals and the psychic damage to the Chiefs had to have been huge right there. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, that, that P Ryan one was that was embarrassing. That was four yards. That's so bad. Guys. It's so bad, man. And it's like that's the kind of stuff that just like these guys, all they need, it's just a player too. It reminds me of the Eagles a little bit in their in their run in uh, 2017. Just like if you're a Bengals fan, this is how I felt watching the Eagles. And you're always expecting your team because they don't usually win. You know, the Eagles never won until they won. It's like just yeah, they missed that play just barely. Like, oh, man, if he just caught that one. Or, if he, oh, he almost broke this tackle. If he had just broke that last tackle and got the touchdown. And then, like, your team does it, and you're like, oh, my God, he actually got the touchdown. Or, holy crap, Burrow threw it, and they dropped the interception. Oh, like, great. And then the next play, what happens is something great happens. And you're, like, doubting that it's going to happen. But then it happens. And you're like, maybe this team is going to win. And that's the, yeah. that's, that's the vibe that they're giving off right now. And that's – I wouldn't want to play those guys. Storybook. Storybook. I, I also think we've seen it all season. You know, it goes back to this go for a fourth down thing. But too many times, especially before the half early in the game, these guys are just not taking their points. Okay. Take your three points. What yeah. are you doing? If you if you made that field goal before the half, and what you go you go in up fourteen instead of up eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a different story. And at the end of the game, you kick that field goal and you win. It's over. Yeah, it's easy to say that, but just I don't know. It's just too much of not taking your points when they're there for you. I agree. Um, because it's also, it's also, it's also, look, man, we can go in. If you're the Chiefs, you get that field goal, and you're like, they can't stop us. They haven't stopped us. Yeah. We scored three touchdowns, and we got a field goal, and we almost got a touchdown, but for the clock running out. You know, it's like we just had to kick it because we didn't have enough time. It's like, okay. And then, dude, the amount of times that Joe Burrow scrambled on third down to get a first down, and yeah. you're like, four or five times, like third and seven, and you're, I don't think of Joe Burrow as this like incredibly elusive running quarterback. He ran for like 25 yards total in the game, but there were huge, huge moments and huge moments where he was like, Oh, he's sacked for sure. And then he gets out and makes a pass. And you're like, this guy is a legend. It's hard not to like him. I'm like smiling yeah. as I talk about this. Cause it's just like, dude, so cool. You watch it can happen in real time. Yeah. He's such a good story. He's definitely, and, you know, uh, he's, he's cut, cut in Ohio State, you know, yeah. had to get or, or bench at least and transferred out. I mean, I don't know. He, he like, find anyone in America who doesn't like that guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe now it's Kansas City, but, you know, who really right. doesn't like that guy? God, yeah, he's awesome. It's nice to enjoy it now, too, while everyone's kind of on the same, except for, you know, the teams that he's vanquishing along the way are probably no longer Joe Burrow fans. Or maybe some of them are still, but, like, the Chiefs probably aren't. Um, but it's like we're all on the team of, like, Oh, it's all happening. It's all in front of Joe Burrow. And there's this excitement and anticipation of what he might accomplish. And because he hasn't accomplished it yet, we feel this like, you know, we, we want it, we want him to succeed and we're cheering for him. Because at a certain point you become the bad guy and you become like the big bad patriots. You become Tom Brady, uh, who some people just can't stand. I think, at least in my view of Tom Brady, he's he's had a complete resurrection where I'm just like, it's just so cool to watch the Tom Brady era. But there was a while there in, like, you know, the early 2010s where it's just like, this fucking guy, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of the Pats all the time. Right now it's all, it's all fresh and new, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty Here's cool. another observation from, from the weekend and just for, like, the state of football. And it goes back to my take on the Cardinals that, like, when Hopkins went down, that team was doomed. Mm-hmm. Every team left had a big-time wide receiver. Like, you know, top uh, eight maybe, right? Between Cooper Cup, Debo Samuels. Uh, Tyreek Hill and yeah. um, and of course Jamar Chase, who really really yeah. impressed me with some like 
beautiful on the uh, the P Ryan screen, just beautiful downfield blocking that was impressive. Yeah, um, nice. I missed that. And I think it's you know the the simple take is always going to be like look at these quarterbacks, look at these quarterbacks. But I think the more nuanced take might actually be you need you need a high end wide receiver to make it in this league. Yeah, I mean that's a good point because it is a quarterback league, but. There's a lot of great quarterbacks who, with one weapon, you're like, that guy would be great if he just had one weapon. Carson Wentz, give him a weapon. <laughs> yeah, he's arguably got some weapons, but yeah, I, I, I hear you. They've won a lot yeah. with him. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, you got Trey Lance, see what he's got to do. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to revisit that situation after this, the Super Bowl, after this next week, after these next two weeks. The Tom Brady stuff we'll have to revisit, obviously, because we don't even know what the hell the guy's doing. And it, it's it's great, um, you know. Again, taking the macro view, it's like we just lost uh, Eli, we lost Roethlisberger, we lost Rivers, Payton very recently. Brady's on his way out, so like these guys who are household names for the past 10, 15 years left or, or diminished. And it's like, okay, w- what's going to happen? And you see, like Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes is going to be good. Great. What what else? Where else is their talent? Um, yeah, and to see Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Herbert, uh, you know, these guys are, you know, they're going to be battling it out for the next 15 years. Yeah, and you thought it was going to be like a step down when, when the Bradys, the Mannings, the Roethlisbergers yeah. left the league. And I was thinking even as recently as early as this year, earlier this season, oh, my God, like the NFL is going to totally level off and not be as exciting because you're, you might lose Rodgers. You're going to probably lose Brady. In, if not this year, probably the next year. And like, then what? Then you got Josh Allen. He's a star. Come on, give me a break. And then Josh Allen goes and does what he does this postseason. You're like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. These guys, and they're all they're all more athletic. It's, yeah, it's good. And, and they're probably even a better raw like athleticism in terms of their ability to throw the ball. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's crazy too because you know we you definitely haven't seen you know Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields and Trey Lance really get to showcase what they can do. Or, you know, they're in the league for a year so far, and they haven't had a chance to develop, really. You wonder, give them two or three years and add them to the guys that we've just been talking about. It's like, holy crap, man. You can have some real studs in the NFL. Yeah, maybe one of them. It, I mean, it's so hard to be this stud quarterback. Like, that's why Joe Burrow's even more, like, I think I talked about this on a past pod. It's just like, it's awesome to see a guy go 1-1 and actually live up to the billing. It yeah. rarely happens. It rarely happens that this guy's actually good enough to like take his two and 14 franchise and bring him to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, Amazing. I think that there's been two quarterbacks ever who won a college football championship and the Super Bowl. And it's what? Joe Montana and Joe Namath. Is that real? Yeah. Oh my God. So if Burrow That's does crazy. it, he'll be the third dude to ever do it. That's fucking awesome. Right. In his right? second year in the league, uh, 11 months after he got his knee twisted in half. Oh, because Cam it's... Newton never won a Super Bowl? Yeah. That, that's an awesome stat. And also, like, I remember uh, that was probably like week five you made me listen to that, that quarterback podcast. Mm. And it was on that podcast they said something about, like, yeah, just like, yeah, these guys are good, these guys are good. Like, Joe Burrow is the best, and he's going to win a Super Bowl before it's out. And I was like, wow, but his team sucks. Yeah, that was this season. That was yeah. this season. Crazy. It's been a journey. I, I, you remember when they were five and two and the number one seed in the AFC, the Bengals, and oh, yeah. we were like, "Oh yeah, the Bengals." And then they lost two straight, and we were like, "Ah, oh, the Bengals are a couple years away." And, they and then they were like, "They're buried in that division." They were, yeah. they were like the last team in that division. 
I asked you on one podcast, I said, who do you guys think is going to win the AFC North? And I was like, oh, the Ravens. And you guys were like, uh, probably the Bengals. But it wasn't a sure thing. Far from it. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting league. It really is. Keeps us wanting more. But we only Keeps got one more. game left. Uh, it's unbelievable that we only have one game left. I think we're going to have to do another pod next week, man. I agree. Because I'd also like to do some, or maybe you want to save it until after the Super Bowl, but we should look back on our picks. Oh, definitely. We got to do that. Call that. We got to do that. The front. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Um, couple quick other headlines and then we can do our regular, you know, there's not, we're not gonna make any picks this week, but we'll do our wink count, our grind my gears, what you're watching, uh, and the uni watch thing that I was telling you about. Um, but a couple, a couple, a couple pieces of news that we should just, uh, mention to the viewer, your guy, Matt Eberflus, what was it? The defensive coordinator for the Colts got hired as yeah. the Bears head coach. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I don't know if they saw that Jaguars game, but, uh, yeah. Suck that game. yeah, but I guess they weren't, they weren't uh, prisoners of the moment. Uh, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> Packers offensive coordinator, and it's like, who the fuck is this guy? This is just a play to get Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah, I was gonna say we up. all know why. We all know why. Yeah. Which another quick aside, apropos our earlier conversation with which conference is the better quarterbacks? If Rodgers then goes to the Broncos, and the AFC has Rodgers now too, it's like, jeez, Louise. Brady should not conference. retire. Yeah. Yeah. Could still could still uh, have free reign in the NFC if. He goes to the Niners, too. Doesn't have to go back to the Bucks. True, true. Um, yeah, so – oh, and then uh, Josh McDaniels got hired by the Las Vegas Raiders today, which I thought uh, – you know, I thought earlier this season, I was like, ah, oh, this guy's done. He's not going to get another head coaching kick. But he, he freaking did it. He did it. Yeah. Yeah, Good luck much. with that. Maybe, maybe, he'll, <laughs> maybe he won't show. Maybe he won't show like he did to the Colts. Yeah, right. It's like, what am I saying? He just accepted the job two days ago, so it's what, like another day or two before he says, yeah, ah, I'm going yeah. back to I'm going back to Fox. Yeah, once he gets the playbook, then he then he resigns and then it's takes like, him back to New England. Interesting, though, speaking of New England, it was my understanding that he was like the heir apparent after Belichick retired, but it seems like Belichick may never retire, slash he may never become the heir apparent. Um, I don't know. You, you wonder what then will happen with – I'm not thinking about this too much. I'm not thinking about the Patriots' succession plans and head coach, but if ever there was one, it definitely involved Josh McDaniels, you'd imagine. So definitely changes the future calculus for that team. Bill Belichick's 69 years old. He can do it for another 10 years. Wow. Yeah, but then he'd be right? as the president. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can do that job. Uh, Josh McDaniels is 45, so another five years. Yeah, I guess he's he actually could have hung out for a while, but maybe in 10 years he's ready to take that Patriots job. I don't know. Right. Yeah. You wonder what's going to happen with that Raiders roster now that he's there. I, I cannot Meaning imagine what? him and uh, he and Derek Carr will get Carr. along. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's their guy, I think. I mean, what Who knows? They're both a couple of weirdos. Um, Marietta. Yeah. Bennett, it's time for Wink Out. Wink Out. I hit four wings. Awful pace. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to hit 200 because I don't know that I can have I, – I, I've had many opportunities to order wings and many opportunities that I've just shunned. I said, I'm, I'm not rising to this occasion. I'm not Joe Burrow of the wing-eating competition. I've all but thrown in the towel, but I won't. I won't. I'm having a Super Bowl party, and I'm, or, I'm not ordering. I'm actually making my own wings. You can Whoa. get, like, bags of 75 wings from Costco. Uh, it won't be the happy 75. 75 will pad your stats. Well, I mean, if I if I ate all 75, hopefully I'll eat 20 of those. No, that'd be gross. 10 of them. I don't know. Maybe I'll just have a I'll have a, a couple wings during the week. 
Well, 10, yeah, you need more than 10 because I got 13, so I'm 11 up on you. Uh, eight of those were in a sports book, uh, watching the, the Titans game, watching the Titans Bengals, and then uh, and then the Packers game. So there's eight there. And then I had five uh, this Saturday night, uh, Cajun style. It was really weird down in Florida. Yeah, Cajun wings. Dry rub. It's not bad. Huh. Interesting. How about the sportsbook wings? Spicy uh, and after a day party. So the taste, you know, I don't totally recall. Right. Totally. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> but needed. Uh, or, they were very necessary at the time. Yeah, I bet. Um, so I'm at 167. You're at 178 total for the season. Impressive numbers. Pretty, Impressive pretty, numbers. Pretty good. Uh, what grinds your gears this week? Uh, you know, this guy, Tony Romo, that we're all so in love with his announcing. <laughs> It's a little bit of uh, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Mm-hmm. That's, his, that's my impression of him. And it's like a lot of like, he was making all these remarks like, I knew, you know, sometimes at the end of the game, you might not be able to hold the snap. I, I've seen people in the postseason can't even yeah. like hold, hold the snap off a kick. It's like, dude, that was funny. get over yourself. It, yeah, it was and it wasn't. But it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of want my commentators to really like, help me watch the game i don't need to constantly mm-hmm. be reminded about who the commentator is and, and and have like it almost feels like there's this petty competition that romo has like him versus all these other quarterbacks he's constantly like judging them from a slightly malicious place yeah uh i i'm i'm uh yeah he grinds my gears he's not doing the super bowl right i don't know who's doing the super bowl well is it uh, we should probably know what network it's on let's see the google machine say i think super it's super bowl 56? Yeah, it's, it's Michael Collinsworth. Michael oh. Collinsworth. That's pretty good. I like I, – I actually am a Collinsworth uh, defender. I, I like him. Now, here's a guy who just loves the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. actually think he's pretty – I think he's pretty good. It's a fun impression. But, yeah, he's a good – I don't know. He breaks down the game in a nice way. He's, he's good. He's uh, He highlights the players, right? I, I like him. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with your with your Romo take, especially after this week. Yeah, too much. Too much. Chill out, dude. Uh, I'm gonna I want to ask you what you're watching, but before we do that, let's do uh, Uni Watch. Uni Watch. Uni Watch. So here's the quirk, man. This game, the Super Bowl, is being played in SoFi Stadium, which is the Rams' home stadium. But because the NFL determines the home team in the Super Bowl on an alternating mm. basis, so AFC, NFC, the Bengals are actually the home team for this mm. game. Isn't that so weird? Very. Which then raised the question, which locker room are the Rams going to be in? Oh. They're going to be in their own locker room. Well, they should coordinate that around, like, whose stadium it actually is. What do you mean? Does that make sense? If it's an AFC's, like, home year, it should be an AFC stadium. Mm. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's a very low chance, but it's possible. One of I, I do, I do though, year. think that this because there's so many things that go into that. I do think it's a better in, in all the conspiracy theories that are already out there about whether or not the NFL is rigged. It's like it's definitely oh, yeah. a better situation to have it where it's like it's just going to alternate every year. It's yeah. not who wins the yeah. the Pro Bowl. It's not who you know whose stadium it's in. It's just going to alternate. So that's so that's interesting. So basically, the, the Bengals get to choose what uniform they're going to wear. That's all I got for Uni Watch. Do you have any, you have any uh, interesting Uni Watch ads? 
No. Uh, it's just I thought the Rams looked kind of funny, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm increasingly reverting back to my belief that the 49ers have the best uniform in the NFL. Watching, Getting to watch them three weeks in a row in important football games. The 49ers playing important football games just makes that uniform even better. Great uniform. It's up there. It's definitely up there. Yeah. All right, man. Last segment we got here, because we're not picking this week, is uh, what are you watching? Well, me, I, I've been, you know, I've been traveling, so I haven't been watching much. But before the podcast aired, I was watching some, uh, got dragged into the, the Bachelor with Julia there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, you ever watch this program? Yeah, oh, well, not uh, not this season. There was a couple seasons ago, my roommate and I, actually, it was the beginning of the pandemic, we watched a season of The Bachelor. Get really sucked uh, it was into brutal. it. It was, it was brutal, I thought. They, they were playing football. It was embarrassment in football. Jesse Palmer, you know, the old quarterback there is the host. He's laughing about football. I don't know. It, was, it kind of made me like a little like nauseous. The whole thing was just kind of queasy. Not for It's me. terrible. I mean, think about it from the perspective of not The Bachelor, but like all the women who are trying to like get with the guy or whatever. It's just like, do you even like, whereas The Bachelor gets to be like, oh, you know, I actually, I got to know all these people and I, I didn't like these ones and I did like these ones. All the women are just like, well, you know, I got to know him, but he's still the bachelor. And if I want to win the show, I've got to, you know, got to yeah. like me or whatever. It's like, what if you don't right. like Right. It's all about like, it's an ego thing of, can I make this guy like me? So I watched Parallel Mothers a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was this, uh, this guy, Pedro Almodovar is this famous uh, director. And so I watched it with my, I got a, I got a bunch of, uh, Spanish-speaking friends, and they were excited. One, because I guess this guy's famous in Latin America um, and maybe elsewhere, too. I'm just too ignorant to know. But also because the movie was in Spanish, and so, like, they're tired of watching subtitled movies all the time. So it was like she was on the other foot. I was watching the subtitled movie. Um, I didn't love it. It was just kind of like this <laughs> weird. Penelope Cruz was in it. And then this weekend, I watched a bunch of stuff, too. I watched um, – the hell was the name of it? Oh, Bergman Island which is getting some Oscars buzz. It's a, and a well-done movie. Hmm. And then I was also watching uh, the American Horror Story Impeachment. Didn't you say you watched that earlier this year? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I just watched the first episode the other night, and I was like, ah, cool, into it. Yeah, it's, it's weird that we're at, like, between Impeachment and the, the CNN uh, 2000s. It's weird we're at an age where, you know, we, we kind of lived through what's now, like, history. Yeah. And you can go back and, and kind of experience something that you kind of, follow it along tangentially maybe you're a little young for it uh but you do remember it and, and you can really kind of look at it in the same lens you know when we were kids we're looking at like the vietnam war and things like yeah. that watergate um, yeah, yeah totally yeah watergate right exactly um interesting so out of out of bergman island or parallel mothers which one's your pick for movie uh i would see i, I would watch bergman island parallel mothers but you can yeah. skip it um Deal. i'm watching belfast tomorrow night which is another one that's getting oscar nom oscar buzz check it out check it out um sure. Benny, yeah let's get let's get let's get let's get back on the pod next week you know we'll come up with some uh some new content i'm gonna new, come ready to make a pick I, I i couldn't even begin to make a pick right now to be honest no i agree I next agree. week i'll come on i'll be i'll be ready to do some picking good me too me too and maybe i'll and maybe we'll pick some props we'll pick some props what do you props you know they do all the uh you know uh, su- uh, national anthem length 
Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, great. You yeah, know, all those it. fun stuff. You know, over-under yards for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase touchdowns. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Come prepared. Come prepared. Let's make all kinds of bets. All kind of bets. Well, great, man. Good uh, good podcasting. We got it in in a tight 100 minutes. It's going to be less than that. We'll edit it down a bit. Um, but any any final final parting words? No, man. It's been a, it's been a good ride, and I think we're teed up for uh, for the ultimate the ultimate final game. Yeah, Bengals Rams. Who would have guessed it? I didn't. Who would have guessed it? Cool stuff. All right, dude. Well, good night from Los Angeles, and from New York. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Three Point Conversion with Bennett Mayrock and Addy DeSessa. Brought to you by Adbam Studios, coast to coast.